Hello, hello and welcome to Engaging the Culture. My name is Josh Seaton. I'm the youth pastor at LifePoint Church in Prescott Valley, Arizona. It's so good to be with you uh, today, man. Um, yeah, man, it's been it's been crazy. We're in an, another week of uh, lockdown. Things seem to be looking like uh, they're on the back end of it, at least uh, for shutdown stuff. Um, many people have their own opinions about it. I think uh, it'll be interesting to see what is uh, to come of this, but you know, whatever. Uh, anyway, man, it's so good to, to be with you guys and to, um, to be able to talk with you and, um, really excited about this episode. Uh, really excited about our guest that is, uh, coming on and, uh, going to be talking through community. We're going to be talking about, uh, just how to build it, how to sustain it, how to, uh, really make it an impactful thing because we all know that it is, uh, whether you're secular, whether you're sacred, as far as like your, your job occupation, maybe you're a youth pastor, maybe you're a teacher, maybe you're, you know, whatever, uh, parents, it's important for you guys as well to build really strong community and obviously students, you know, to have that and continue to sustain it is really important. Can't wait to get to talk with uh, one of my close, close friends, uh, about that, man. It's going to be uh, a great discussion a little later on, but uh, for what it, it, it pertains to LifePoint uh, youth and, and, and how we are uh, working through our sermon series and, and things like that, if you're following along, you can check out LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. You can like us on Facebook. We're streaming our, um, our video there, um, or you can listen to the podcast that comes up uh, the next day on Thursday. Uh, we uh, continued with our Cross and Grave series. I got to be honest with you guys. Uh, I didn't really uh, feel like this was something that was my uh, my best uh, <laughs> my best uh, preparation and pre- presentation. Uh, but then the more I, I listened to it and the more that I listened and played it back, it was like, man, the imagery of the cross is actually a really cool thing. And um, that's what we talked about. So th- we've been in our Cross and Grave series just looking at the whole Easter story from literally the Old Testament prophecy all the way through to the resurrection. And so this was the Good Friday message uh, of Jesus' death. And just seeing the imagery of the cross is so cool, uh, whether it's him picking up his cross literally in, in, in earlier in Matthew, he says, pick up your cross and follow me daily. You know, just knowing that that's a one-way trip. That's not just persecution and, okay, you might get called names, but it's actually saying, hey, no, you got to be willing to die for this thing. And... Um, you know, I think that that's important and so powerful. And then to see Jesus personify it uh, and actually, you know, physically pick his cross up and, and walk with it, you know. And uh, then there's some cool stuff, too, with just Simon picking that up and um, how his sons were used in the early church. And then, uh, you know, just, just the impactful moments of literally carrying Jesus's cross. Like, man, that would be crazy and it would just be an awesome time. We also talked about uh, the imagery of Jesus being placed where he was in between two sinners, man, in between uh, sinful humanity, like the personification of and the imagery that's there of just him literally being in the middle of sin and uh, the sacrifice that that causes, man. And uh, everything that, that we see, you know, uh, in, in this story just points to this amazing act. And then at the end, we see uh, this guard, this Roman centurion guard who recognizes this was the son of God and and you know seeing a person who had probably experienced tons of executions uh, probably experienced a ton of crucifixions and 
to still recognize, man, there's something different here is important. And then we also talked about uh, a little bit about how the veil was torn and how just that changed everything. Just the fact that we have to walk away changed from this story. We can't leave uh, the cross and the story of this event uh, just, you know, we can't leave it there. And we have to really understand the full story, the full context of the build up to this. And then also what happens at the conclusion of the story because we know it's not over. So that's kind of where we were with uh, the LifePoint uh, youth sermon and, and things that were going on, man. It was a fun message to preach. And thank you if uh, you were in our live stream. You know, I love getting to interact and talk with you guys in the middle of the stream. And uh, yeah, man, it was a good time uh, for, for, for just, you know, that reflection. I know Easter's over, but man, we could always still reflect and, you know, I just, I just thought it was cool. Uh, plus the imagery of the cross, man. I didn't realize there was that much imagery going into it, going into studying for it and stuff, but man, how powerful of a moment was that, you know? Uh, just a really cool, really cool moment, man. Uh, again, check out LifePoint Youth Audio Podcast. If that is, uh, if, if you want to catch up and stay up to date with what we're doing on our sermon series, man, uh, I'm really excited uh, about what we have coming up. You don't want to miss one of my one of my good friends eddie boyle coming in and talking about uh community man it's it's important especially today so i'm gonna go ahead and sign off now we'll be right back with eddie boyle thank you so much for listening Previously stated, man, I'm so excited for our guest uh, this time. He's, uh, he's our first remote guest. He's not actually uh, in the studio with me, and by studio I mean the cry room at my church. Uh, he's not he's not with us, uh, but but we're luckily able to extract the uh, audio from a Zoom call. So that's what we're doing now. But he's in Springfield, Missouri. His name's Eddie Boyle. He's one of my uh, closest friends. Uh, he is, uh, he's, he's such a, uh, just a dope guy and I really uh, appreciate him coming on. Eddie, do you just kind of want to introduce yourself and, uh, like what you do, who it is you are, how, how are we connected, that kind of stuff? Sure. Uh, so my name is Eddie Boyle. I am originally from Massachusetts, but now reside in Springfield, Missouri. Uh, I work for the Assemblies of God National Office as an event specialist. So pretty much what my job is, is to help, uh, resource churches and districts and pastors to, uh, be better leaders, number one, and help the church grow, number two, and reach people, number three. Um, so that's pretty much my job. Um, I'm a former youth pastor. I've been a middle school pastor, an actual youth pastor, youth intern, youth leader, youth student, you name it, I've probably done it in youth. Um, so yeah, and I'm also, I was Josh's roommate for a year, pretty much two years, because he pretty much lived in my room a year that he wasn't there. Pretty much. Um, so I think I'd, I know Josh pretty well. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's uh, me and Eddie have a ton of stories. And the reason that I brought Eddie on 
uh, was not only to just share some of those stories because it really relates to what we're going to be talking about today, but but one of Eddie's jobs, job descriptions that he was talking about was building the community and building uh, relationships and, and things like that within uh, the network of the assemblies. But but what, what I would like to uh, talk about, the reason why I brought him on was really to talk about community in the sense of um, youth ministry and, and even outside of youth ministry, if you're uh, you know, working a secular job, you're, you're out in the workforce and uh, maybe you're a youth leader trying to figure out how to connect with students as a volunteer. Uh, we're going to really try to, to break down a lot of these different areas. And, and Eddie is one of the, one of the, the uh, biggest um, promoters of community that I've ever uh, met. And, and I'm not just saying that because he's, he's one of my best friends, but uh, he, he truly is. I remember uh, coming into Evangel and um, just seeing like how you had like 15 friend groups, like all throughout school. And even before that, like, uh, you know, the old youth pastor trope of like, man, you know, everybody, especially when you go to these big conferences and things, it's like, man, you know, everybody. I remember walking around following Eddie, like he was a youth pastor and going, man, you just know everybody, it seems like. And uh, he was doing that at school and alumni who had graduated like six or seven years before him, like he somehow had connections with and knew, like it was pretty, it was pretty hilarious. And uh, again, like Eddie just is so intentional on uh, building community. Hey, could you talk uh, to us just about why it's so important for students and leaders and uh, pastors, for uh, youth leaders, for people who are involved in ministry and even outside of ministry, just what makes community uh, so important and, and, and why it's so pivotal, why you personally made that a pillar of like your own personal character and, and things like that. Could you kind of speak on that? Sure. Uh, community, I think community is one of the most important things that we need to have in life. Um, not even just in the Christian world and, you know, in, in the church world or something, but in life, you need to have community. You need to have people that you can gather around that you share a common interests or common goals and you're able to have that community and there's different types of communities. There's like a friend group. That's a community. There's a family. That's a community. There's your work people. That's like your coworkers. That's a community as well. And there's, you know, you can kind of seamlessly interchange them um, sometimes, but you know, I think community is, is so important to just the livelihood of people. Like from personal experience, we'll go and say now from being locked up for four weeks because we don't have that community. We don't have the people around us. We don't have, you know, we're able to do Zoom calls and FaceTime and Google Hangouts and so on and so on, but you're just, you're not shoulder to shoulder or six feet apart next to people where, you know, you can grow together. And I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah. And for youth pastors, I think community is so important for accountability as well. Especially yeah. if you have like, you know, good friends who are youth pastors in ministry. I think it's important to, you know, have that community, one, to build each other up, two, to help each other out in hard times, but three, for accountability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, so important because, you know, God didn't place us here on this earth alone. Like yeah. there was two and then it multiplied and he said to go out and multiply. And that's because, you know, people need other people. Mm -hmm. It gets so boring if it was like just us by ourselves, you know, not with that community. I think, uh, you know, honestly, I think as bad as this sounds, like with what we see now, you see a lot more people going insane. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. where like if there wasn't that that community or the the people around you and stuff like that and you know it's so important to me because like josh said i am the type of person that knows everybody uh we were at nationals one year and josh was a youth leader and he had his students and he still followed me around like i was a youth pastor even though he had his own students uh so you know that that's important for me just because you know it's good to have friends it's good to like um the the coolest thing about community and, and friendships and building that and constantly building that and having a wide variety for me is being able to call on somebody that you know has a specific skill set yeah like if i need something like i can be like oh i can call this person i can call this person i can call this person and you have that because you've built a connection because you built the community eddie um could you kind of speak on just personally how uh community has shaped you uh how how it's helped you with the situations that you faced uh what what you really relied on that uh, you know just the fellowship of other guys or or you know friends or or family or whatever can you kind of just speak on personal things that maybe you've gone through that um that that really you know helped prop you up because of your because of your community around you sure uh, like i said i think community is so 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 huge um you know going through things like i said at, at the beginning we weren't meant to do it by ourselves mm -hmm. like we, we were meant to do it with people around us and you know community to me has always been a big thing so i was homeschooled growing up and you know, you hear Josh saying like, oh, you, you could like, you knew everybody, like you were talking to everybody, you were in 15, 15 different friend groups. And yeah, that's personality, but that's not the normal homeschooler kid. Like that's, no, that's not how it normally is. And so, <laughs> uh, you know, growing up homeschooled, I played a lot of sports and that gave me a sense of community and a sense of people and a sense of, yeah. um, you know, being able to interact with others. And then I had youth group and then it just continued on. But I think the biggest sense of like community is, people rallying against you or with you, I should say, not against you, uh, is when like, honestly, when something goes wrong, um, there was something at Evangel that happened that was less fortunate for me. Um, yeah. and I had guys that, you know, I didn't really even know, um, that were just coming up beside me being like, Hey man, praying for you. Like, just letting you know, like I'm here for you if, if you need it, stuff like that. It's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and that's just because like the intentionality of it. And I think, you know, you can definitely tell when people are trying to be sincere about it and when people are trying to abuse it. Yeah. Um, they, and I think that's a hard thing to like kind of decipher at a young age or even an older age. It's like, you know, when is people being sincere and when is not, but if, you know, uh, you, you can tell also at the same time, like at, at a certain point you can kind of just tell. Yeah. And so it's, you know, community in my life has always been a big thing because they're there for you for the ups and downs. Like you have the ability to rely on people and then have other people rely on you. And yeah. uh, like, for instance, I know when you were going through a tough time, we would stay up till five, four or five in the morning. Yeah. Classes at 8 a.m. the next day, just staying Trash. up and talking about it. Oh, it was garbage. But no, yeah, it, it definitely was. It was helpful for, for getting through that. I don't, you know, I don't think I would have ever gotten out of that and been prepared to step back into it on the other side as a leader, you know? Right. So yeah. It's, it not you just, you have to be able to, to rely on people and you, you also have to have that. I think a big thing with that too, is like there's intentional with it, but there's a trust factor with it too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you, if you really, 
you really have to trust that person if you want to rely on them in that sense. Um, and I think it's in, in order to build that trust, you have to have a friendship or you have to have a sense of yeah. community, which I, going back, you have to put, be intentional about because you have to put effort into. I, it just, it just all can go back to that little one little thing of having, putting effort into something and being yep. intentional about something. Yep. To close out uh, the, this conversation uh, about this, um, maybe if you're a youth pastor listening, if you're a youth leader who's in charge or, or helping out, or maybe you're a student and you find yourself either your friend group is crumbling, your youth ministry is disconnected, they're not engaging with, with things, uh, or, or, or you're just, you just see, see yourself slipping uh, because of this stuff, which I, I'm experiencing that too. I'll be the first one to tell you I'm going through it where it feels like you're slipping, you're letting people slip through the cracks and uh, it, it sucks to, to be in that position. But um, Eddie, you, you have a lot of experience. Like I said, man, you have so much uh, uh, intentionality behind how you build stuff. So what kind of encouraging, encouragement and um, ideas can, can you give for those uh, ministries, those friend groups that seem to be crumbling, seem to have been, uh, you know, just discarded because of this. How? Do, what's the first couple steps in rebuilding and reestablishing uh, a strong community? Maybe if, if they've never had one. Sure. Uh, you know, I think there's different levels for that. You can kind of take both, but I'm going to take it in two separate parts. From a, yeah. a student's point standpoint, rebuilding friendships and rebuilding groups. Honestly, like, don't wait on somebody else to do it. That's the That's biggest good. thing. Cause like, if you, if you're just sitting around and sitting around and sitting around, nothing will come from that. Like you, you need to be the catalyst in that. And you can be introverted, extroverted, ambiverted. That means you like both. Uh, I don't care your Myers-Briggs, your Enneagram, your DISC, your uh, strength finders test, whatever other tests you find on the internet. Yeah. Like you can be the catalyst. Like you are not defined by a certain number type that you are given by the Christian astrology exam. That may <laughs> upset people. Uh, but, <laughs> Starting to call people out. <laughs> so like you, but you're not defined by that. Like yeah, you, yeah, can, yeah. you can be the catalyst and you can, and you can do that. Um, so that's for students on a, on a friendship side, like just make the effort. Like I said, be the catalyst. Don't wait around cause nothing will happen. Yeah. And like you guys can do fun things still like, um, I don't know if there's an app now where you can like uh, play games online and work everybody together where it's like a video chat, but you're all playing your games and stuff like that. Um, I know so like cool. there's like Jackbox and stuff like that where mm -hmm. if somebody streams it and you're on Zoom or Discord or whatever, everybody can see the TV and see the answers and you can vote. So like there's still stuff for you guys to get together. Like, I mean, I, like I said, I think it's just the intentionality and being the catalyst of it. And then on the other side, as, as a leader, whether it's youth ministry, nonprofit, secular world, whatever leadership role you have, mm -hmm. I think honestly, like rebuilding it, you have to realize it's going to take time. Yeah. I don't think the, I don't think anything is going to go back to perfect in air quotation marks mm -hmm. after this. I think you're going to, you're going to have to put in the work. You're going to have to, and, it's going to take time. It's going to take effort. And my biggest thing is don't get frustrated by that. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I think, you know, you just have to keep going with it. And there are a lot of, I've seen a lot, I've heard, I should say of a lot of creative ideas, like 
people were doing drive-through Easter's on Easter Sunday, where they would pull up in their cars and the guy would be preaching out of a truck with a microphone set, and then like or a sound system. And then you know I heard a church in Nebraska that was doing Minecraft uh, Easter egg hunt for the kids, where they actually bought like two of the kids in the church who didn't have Minecraft Minecraft so that they could play with everybody so like cool. on an iPad or something. So there's there's ways to do it like. Uh, I know a youth pastor, they had a game night where like they would play like games and stuff like that. And, you know, the card games and they would show the hand without cheating to the other people and see what they want. Or like, you know, uh, if, if you're close with people enough, like if, I shouldn't suggest going outside to people's houses, but if you live with them, like play Catan, play, play something that's like there, like you can, you yeah. can build that still. And I think, also, another thing big for leadership right now is don't put everything on yourself. Mm. I think that's yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing. I think after this is all over and you want to do everything and you're going to try to take hold of everything and try to make sure it's the best it can possibly be, well, let other people into your vision and into your, your idea. Because yeah. uh, if the, there's going to be a stress level if you put everything on top of yourself. And for some reason, if it doesn't work out, there's going to be an added stress level, which is going to make you burnt out. Both of those yeah. things combined will make you burnt out. So don't be afraid to bring other people in. And it's always good to hear other people's ideas too. Absolutely. Um, and, and you may not know what you might come up with. I know that I just talked with a friend who's a youth pastor today. And they said that, you know, as soon as this is all up and gone and, they're from Massachusetts and that's one of the hard hit areas. Yeah. You know, they're going to try to do like a block party where like the students will take over the entire block and like they'll host the carnival, they'll host the games and they'll get so like cool. the community involved. And like the youth group wants to do that. Like the youth suggested it, the youth started it. No. So like, awesome. don't, don't be afraid to include other people into it, especially as your leader. And if it's a good idea, just, run with it i mean get yeah. the proper permission that you need to get with but really like <laughs> there's like i said there's two things you have to to go with the friendship you have to be a catalyst but at the same time like let other people in like you can yeah. be the catalyst and still allow other people in and hope you with making ideas it's so good it's a it's a two-parter thing and you know psalms 33 says that 133 33 Oh man, I'm blanking. I'm going to get roasted for this. It says we're better in unity. God has made yeah. us better in unity together. Yeah. yeah. And so I think, you know, it's, it's just so, it's so important for us to have this community, build up a community. And if you're rebuilding a community uh, to just keep at it, don't quit, Absolutely. don't give up, just keep at it. So good. It's so good, man. I, I think for, for to know that there's just encouragement, you know, everybody is, is in this together. Nobody is mm -hmm. exempt from this thing right now. And, and I think that that's the most encouraging thing. And, um, you know, I appreciate you for not only what you're doing professionally, uh, calling churches and uh, being able to uh, just get stay in contact from the national office standpoint, but really uh, just being intentional personally, modeling that out, man, and, and being able to kind of share some of that with uh, listeners and people who are uh, involved in this, man, I, I, I appreciate you. I love you. You're one of my best friends, uh, man. Thank you so much for just spending time and talking through this with me. Uh, and and uh, we'll we'll definitely be in in touch soon uh, with uh, with talking about all sorts of stuff, whether it's wedding stuff or uh, draft Patriots. is draft is this week. Yeah, I know 
It's, it's a rough day. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, Gronk uh, just got traded about an hour, two hours ago. Yep. Yeah, it's a sad day. It's Tank sad for day. Trevor. Tank. <laughs> Tank for Trevor. Hey, man, I'm still hoping we can maybe trade up and get Tua. Tank nice. for Trevor. That's okay. what I'm with. Yeah, but thanks, bud. I, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I always appreciate you and appreciate your intentionality with things as well. Absolutely, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for listening. Guys, if you are uh, interested in continuing this dialogue, man, hit me up at PastorJoshSeaton at gmail.com. You can also follow us at LifePoint Youth. You can follow us at LifePoint Church. Both of those are on Facebook. You'll be able to see that. Uh, we have an Instagram. Uh, page right now called LP Youth AZ uh, that you can follow and uh, we have tons of content coming out from uh, interns myself uh, just some some other things and uh, it's really really uh, fun and, and I just appreciate you guys for taking the time out to listen uh, we will be back next week I, I'm excited about what we have next week as we uh, continue these these discussions uh, amidst all the craziness uh, of the season man. But uh, thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Hey, it's me again. I know I just signed off, but I wanted to let you guys know that uh, due to time constraints, this podcast was edited. Uh, There is more information. We are going to be uploading the extended Uh, podcast as well. Make sure to go check that out if you want to hear more about the conversation uh, on community with Eddie. Uh, And we will see you next week for another uh, podcast. Just know that we're going to try to keep the time frame around the same. And if we have these extended conversations, we want to make it available to you guys. So just wanted to let you guys know. Thank you so much for listening again, and we will see you next week.